Ask yourself, how much do you want to change where you are now? Ask yourself this every few days. What do I want to change? And what is that change? How much do I want the change? And what is the change that I want? Be clear on it. Write it down. What's the next step you could take in order to get to this place that you want to get to? Welcome to Hope to Recharge podcast. Thank you for joining me here again today. Every week we meet here to break the stigma around mental health and to bring you insight and inspiration and lots of practical tips from personal stories or professionals around the world that share how they turn their journey of mental health into healing or to thriving. Together we will break the stigma one story at a time. In mental health together is always better. Thank you for joining me here today. I'm your host, Matana. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. I'm going to do a very short congratulation episode to us, the community of Hope to Recharge. Three years on May 2019, we published our first episode. I am beyond grateful to Heather for helping me get to where I am today, for my community, for John Israel, my mentor, for so many of my mentors, for our cheerleaders, for our team, for our sponsors, my family, my incredible support for my family. My heart, it was just a whole weekend full of gratitude that we came this far. The amount of lives that decided to change something because of this episode or to try something new or something else in their journey of healing is the greatest reward for me for this podcast. My dream was to break the stigma on depression and anxiety. It went beyond the dream. By starting this podcast, I realized how much I didn't know about mental health, how little I knew about mental illness. And I'm so grateful. We're at episode number 200. How crazy is that? We didn't even plan that our anniversary of three years would fall out on episode 200. I don't even track my episodes. We're over 100,000 downloads. So grateful for the incredible milestones we got to. I was thinking, what am I going to share in this episode? And I decided that I want to share just a brief list of things that really made the big difference in my life. A lot of people ask me, what really, what did I do in order to heal? What did I do in order to get off my medication? What did I do in order to create a thriving, day-to-day life that every day can be a good day. Doesn't mean that every day is the greatest day, but every day I can find good in the day, no matter what happened the day before. How do I cultivate this mindset of even though a hard time can come, it doesn't mean that everything is hard and to stick to what is working and how to focus on that. I had a lot of mentors in my life and it's 12 years this weekend on the holiday of Shavuot is going to mark 12 years from my first panic attack when I ended up in the hospital. It wasn't a first at the hospital. I was there many times thinking that I'm dying and then it spiraled into not eating, not functioning, not able to shower, not able to feed myself, not able to swallow. Within three months, I was not functioning in and out of the hospital. And then when I hit rock bottom and there's a gift in rock bottom because there's nowhere to go down, we have to only go up. And I decided that this is not the way I'm going to finish my life. I was so grateful to the community that helped me. And I was not ashamed of my diagnosis. I I just said, this is what I have. And I have, at the time I had three children, now I have five. And I was determined to find a better way of living. And I started researching. People ask me how I healed and it's not one thing and it's not one size fits all. And I 
tell this to my clients all the time. We're going to find a package that works for you, for your journey, for what speaks to you, what energy, what ideas do you like, what frequencies do you vibrate on, what excites you, what motivates you, what do you get stuck on in life, what do we have to move out of the way, what boundaries do we need to make, what do we need to let go of, what forgiveness tools do we need to work on, forgiveness, big, heavy tolls are we holding on our shoulders, in our heart, in our energy that's preventing us from moving forward, from healing. For me, it was a lot of reprogramming my mind to understanding mindset. I never knew that there was this idea of a mindset. I thought life happens to me. Do you sometimes feel stuck? Do you wish you can be somewhere else? Do you have a vision of where you want to get to, but you just don't know what the first step to take in order to get to that life that you're dreaming of? How did I shift from deep depression, from extreme anxiety to a thriving life, to a productive life, to a life full of joy? I put many things into practice and it's every single day. Many of you know that it's gratitude, a healthy mindset, boundaries, self-love, and one of the most important things that many people don't speak about self-forgiveness and forgiveness to others essential for healing if you want to work one-on-one with me on these topics in order to move forward towards that dream life that you have a vision of click the link below in the show notes it's a custom made program for you one-on-one with me we will develop a concrete program that you can implement in your life so you can create a better well-being click the link below looking forward to working with you I didn't realize that God created such a complex, incredible life that we can be a co-creation of our own future, that we have choices, and our choices makes a difference on our tomorrow, on our today. That was one of the greatest gifts in my depression and anxiety, the greatest gift. And I'm so grateful to God that I went through this journey because I, I tapped into energies that I didn't even know existed. I didn't even know about them. The law of attraction, I never even heard of it boundaries wasn't even in my lexicon. And I think that was the biggest reasons why I collapsed. My internal guide, my compass was completely not connected to my boundaries and um, didn't know that I could say no and didn't know that I have a choice and didn't know that I was worthy even if I don't do X, Y, and Z. I had a lot of healing to do for my childhood in upbringing in the very, very orthodox community and things in my soul that I felt were wrong and I needed to do a recalibration of what I believe this truth and what God it means to me and the relationship with God that it wasn't the relationship of fear. It was a relationship of love, of giving and kindness and light. I didn't believe in God when I was depressed. I was practicing religion, but in my heart, I didn't believe it existed. I often asked, do you really think God, if he does exist, does he care? Does he get involved? And it woke me up. It really woke me up to do the research, to learn. And there's such a power. They say ignorance is bliss, but knowledge is power. So I say ignorance is bliss when you don't need to know anything. A lot of very deep analytic people struggle with mental illness because we want to understand suffering. We want to understand life. We want to understand depth. We have a depth that a lot of times we can't get to the bottom of the answers. And when we research and we get to some kind of clarity, it's like healing. So part of my recovery was was that, aligning myself with my truth and what I believed and what it felt like home for me and belonging for me. And I'm still working on it till today. Still till today. I still struggle with questions 
questions with what do I believe? What do I feel is right? And thank God I come from a family that's very knowledgeable and I have people that I can ask. And sometimes there's no clear cut answer and sometimes there is and sometimes it sits with me well and sometimes it doesn't. But a lot of my healing was about mindset and realigning my thinking to positivity, watching how I speak, what I say to who, how I say it, how do I interact, how do I connect to myself. A lot of silence. I was a person that didn't like silence. I was a person that liked noise, liked running, doing just to distract myself. I didn't know it was a distraction. I didn't know that I was running from my own fears. And I found peace once I healed. It took three years of yoga. Every single day I was on that mat. Meditation, silence, what I eat. I find a big relationship between my eating and my anxiety who I speak to, who I invite into my life. What do I choose to read? What do I choose to see? 12 years ago, I stopped listening to the news. I stopped all media because I didn't want to know. I, I realized that media was giving me anxiety. I just disconnected. I used to be very connected to the news and I just disconnected. And I decided I no longer want to know what's going on in the world. I wanted to focus on my own little world inside me and healing myself and knowing about so many things that are happening in the world and scaring me and creating anxiety was not helping me heal. That was another boundary that I was very careful with. Another thing that I worked on was how I talk to myself about myself. A lot of self-love and self-care and self-acceptance and self-worth and I still didn't get there. I'm still working on it a lot. My EFT practitioner was working with me on it for three years. We made him to understand what my wound is when it comes to self-worth. And healing is a funny thing because one day we can feel amazing and the next day we can feel a little bit down and we're like, wait, did we heal? Did we do the work? Did it work? And when you realize that healing is forever, it's not something that you get to when you're done. It's constant. When you come to that place of understanding your vibration, your ups and downs, and you're like, oh, I'm having a bad day today, or I'm having a hard day today, or I'm not feeling myself this morning. Instead of having anxiety about it, we just know how to give it the comfort that it needs. And that's part of healing, knowing what do I need now in order to get through this? Not to avoid it, not to run away from it, but what do I need now in order to get through it? Is there something that's preventing you from achieving your goals or interfering with your happiness? Maybe it's anxiety or stress. BetterHelp.com will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online with a broad range of expertise available depending on what you need and the services available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send messages to your counselor. BetterHelp.com is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches that make it easy and free to change your counselors if you need to. And it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp.com wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit BetterHelp.com slash hope to recharge. That's BetterHelp.com com slash hope to recharge and join over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. You'll also get 10% off your first month. Once again, that's betterhelp.com slash hope to recharge. Feelings need to be felt. We need to feel the feelings. We can't avoid them. We can't run away from them. We have to go through them, walk through them. My big mentors in healing, I could say, are anybody that talks about the law of attraction. So the secret, the power, the magic, those books. Dr. Martini was a huge part of my healing journey. Dr. Tal Ben-Shahar, which I'm taking his course now, the Happiness Study Academy, which is incredible. I've been speaking about it a lot. Just understanding happiness and understanding what gets us to true joy. And instead of chasing the goals in order to get happy, how do we cultivate happiness before we achieve goals? Other mentors of mine, Joe Dispenza, 
Oh my gosh, how much he taught me about my brain and the power of our brain. Some more of my mentors. Paul Cummings, although he came after I did the journey of healing, but he taught me about resilience and not giving up. Resilience and not giving up and setting goals and showing up even when we don't see the difference. Even if we don't see results, just keep on showing up because we get better with what we do the most. Just repeat, repeat. Jesse Itzler also did a lot of my mindset work. His Build Your Life resume, incredible work. The community he built, other people that helped me in my recovery, my healer, Brian Weiss. He taught me how to believe in the process and how to trust in the process and trust in God and really lean into God, lean into love, lean into loving what is. Oh, loving what is Byron Katie also. So those are a few of my big mentors that I live with their teachings every single day. I live with them and I read their books over and over or I'll listen to them over and over. If there's ever a time that I can meet them, I'll go and meet them. I'll bathe myself in their knowledge. So if it's a podcast, if it's a book, if it's a course, when you find somebody that inspires you and you want more of them, you find every way to buy their books, buy their courses, have a meeting with them, have sessions with them. It becomes your top priority to really absorb everything they can give you from their knowledge so you can start implementing it in your own life. And it's repetition. It's over and over. It's repeating those books. It's repeating those homework. It's repeating those exercises of the mind is so complex. And one of the biggest things that I saw in recovery is that it's not so much about the mental illness. It's about preventing with things that we have a choice, how we breathe. Do we use our breath? Do we use our breath enough in order to heal? Do we tap into the breath that God gave us and we breathe so many times a day? Do we use it or do we run to an antidepressant, anti-anxiety? I'm not saying the medication is not important. I was on medication for three years on a lot of them. But I also learned how to utilize the medication and how to get off of some of them when I was ready. All for my breath, all from meditation, from boundaries, all these things that I cultivate and I put into my day-to-day life. My kids and my husband know that if I don't do my meditation or my silence or my breath work in the morning, if I don't have my me time, my day will be off. It's not an option. There is no day without gratitude and multiple times. It's already part of the blink. It's part of the way I work and it's not because I'm spiritual. It's because it's my oxygen. Just think about something that you just crave more and more of. Something in your life that you just can't get enough of and you want more and more of it. That's what it is for me with gratitude. And I say it to people all the time, don't think I'm so spiritual. It's just I realized how much it worked in my life. It's magic. And with my clients, it's magic. I had a client that wrote me recently. Her husband was very, very sick in the hospital. Very sick. They didn't think he's going to survive. And she was going through a very hard time a few years ago with depression. And she said, I wouldn't believe that I was able to get through days for months in the ICU with my husband. And all I used was the tool of gratitude. I was sure that she wouldn't be able to survive. I was sure that she's going to collapse, that her mental stability won't be able to take the pressure of being in the ICU for so long and seeing her husband just deteriorate. I didn't know how she would do without sleep, without her usual taking care of her mental health. But having the gratitude tool saved her life. Her husband got out of the hospital. He's doing better now. She's doing great. She sent me this beautiful note how gratitude was the tool that she held on to through these three very difficult months during her husband's visit in the ICU. When we understand the power of it, when we 
we run after successes, money, health, happy relationships. No one has to tell us to look forward to it. It's something that's natural desire. The same thing is with gratitude. When you realize how powerful gratitude is, when you realize what a gift God gave the universe, this tool, this power, this unbelievable force, you crave it. And that's what happens. You just crave it and it becomes your second nature. So that's something that I just can't live without it. I say there's no healing without gratitude. There's no success without gratitude. There's no abundance without gratitude. Someone might have abundance for a sport, but there is no long-term of anything without gratitude. Period. End of story. There is no long-term healing without gratitude. Any healing any success, any good relationship, anything. The foundation is gratitude. I'm going to say thank you for being with me on this journey. And thank you for every listener that wrote to us, that interacted with us, that rated us on iTunes and on Spotify, that motivated us, that gave us ideas. Huge shout out to Alyssa. Alyssa is one of my greatest idea partner. She was my cheerleader from the get-go. She's my friend from Build Your Life Resume. And she really helped me think of different ideas. And every time she had a good idea of a guest, she was amazing. So I'm so grateful to people like Alyssa. I'm grateful to my family that support me, that listen to me, that cheer me on, that are proud of me. I'm grateful to my husband that does so much. He's building my home studio and my backyard with his own two hands. He's building this beautiful studio that we can take year number four that we're rebranding on mental health. We're going from awareness to stepping into action, living alive. How can we live alive? Not only bring awareness, but how do we make the change? And the change starts with how much you want it? How much do you want it? How much do you want to heal? How much do you want to change where you are now? That's how far you're going to get to. It's all about how much you want it. When you want it badly, you'll do crazy things. You'll keep on trying. If you'll fail with something, you're going to try something else. If you fail something 10 times, you might try it 11 times and see you might succeed. So it's how much you want it. That's what we're going to do in year number four of Hope to Recharge. We're rebranding. Stay tuned. We're going to change the logo a little bit. We're going to change the name. We would love your help. Maybe have a winner. Whoever's going to give us an idea of a name to the next step of Hope to Recharge. So we're rebranding from Hope to Recharge to living alive and to really implementing, doing the work. What do you think we should call it? The winner will win $50 Amazon gift card and two of my favorite books that helped me with my healing. So send in your ideas of what we should name, rebrand our podcast to. Send us ideas of what you think we should speak about in the next year. We would love your help. We appreciate your help. We appreciate hearing from you. It really helps us. I can't even tell you, doing this work is hard. Creating the podcast is hard. It's hard work. It's a dedication. It's a labor of love. And when our community members are co-creating with us, it really helps us take it to the next level of what the community wants. So happy anniversary to you, to us. And ask yourself, how much do you want to change where you are now? What do you want to be? Where do you want to go? Be clear on it and ask yourself this every few days. Where do I want to be? What do I want to change? What's very important to me? Where am I no longer wanted? Where am I graduating from to the next level? Ask yourself, how much do I want change and what is that change? How much do I want the change and what is the change that I want? Be clear on it. Write it down. Ask yourself before you go to sleep if it's the same thing. Sleep on it. Meditate to it. Visualize it. Ask your intuition what's the next step you could take in order to get to this place that you want to get to, where you want to get out of. Thank you for being here. Thank you for walking alongside me in this journey of breaking the stigma and bringing awareness and bringing love, connection, understanding, hope, 
so much hope and a ton of enthusiasm and excitement. We are going to continue our five-week episodes on relationships. We already had three episodes on relationships. Two are Imago, one was with Aliza Bulo, and then we have a few more coming, but I wanted to pause and just say congratulations to us and wish me luck on this 12-year anniversary for my first panic attack that every year when it comes around, it's a little bit hard for me and every year I feel, okay, I'm a little bit stronger. I'm a little bit stronger. I'm a little bit stronger. I'm not the person I used to be. I'm not that Matana anymore. It's okay. Love you all. Bye till next time. Thank you for listening till the end. We highly appreciate all of our listeners. In Mental Health Together is better. You being here means a tremendous amount to us. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like some extra boost of information and inspiration that is not on the podcast, you can go to our website, hopetorecharge.com. There's some premium content that for the cost of a cup of coffee, you can download some amazing information that will help you, a tool that will guide you through life. So don't skip a beat. Don't hesitate. Go to hopetorecharge.com and see what other offerings we have there for your mental health well-being. Thank you for joining us. And remember, if you enjoyed this and you want to say thank you, the best way of gratitude will be by you leaving a review or a comment or sharing this with a loved one. There is no greater form of gratitude for us. Thank you. Bye till next time.